Welcome to another edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our high school sports editor, Barry Lewis. Uh, and this is the, uh, the post-state tournament uh, recap video. Uh, we're glad you're joining us. You can check us out on Google, Apple, and Spotify, and we'll hope you'll uh, give us a listen. Okay, Barry, you and I were just talking uh, before we got on air here that you spent around 36 hours over three days inside a gym. So let's see if we can uh, kind of sum all that up in a couple, in a couple minutes here. Uh, let's start this. Your overall impressions of the state tournament were what? Uh, it was great for the first time since 2019 that um, we really had a smooth, quote, normal like state tournament experience, at least for the large schools, uh, because in 2020, we it got all canceled abruptly 90 minutes before tip-off, mm. and so that was horrible. And then last year, we had some unfortunate comments that were made on the, uh, online by some announcers, um, so didn't have any anything like that. The, at, the focus was on where it should be, the action on the court, and um, watching all the extremely talented basketball players we have in the state and in talented teams and seeing all that action on the court. It was just three wonderful days of basketball. And so finally, for the first time since 2019, we had a normal week of state tournament experience. That's, that sort of says a lot, Barry. That the when I ask you for your takeaways and and your and your responses, it was a normal tournament. I mean, we we sort of take normal for granted of last couple of years, but when you say it was a normal tournament, that's you're saying that in the best way possible. Yes, very much so, and it was great. I mean, it's what a state tournament week should be, and that we took that's for right. granted until 2020. And also, I remembering last year, another thing that was unfortunate. You know, COVID was uh, was such a dark cloud over the tournament last year, even though it was played, and thankfully it was played last year, but there was, the protocols were still so intense last year, and of course we had the stunning announcement 48 hours before the state tournament that Rog, the Rogers boys team, which was had qualified for state for the first time in 25 years, it had to withdraw due to COVID, so you had a game canceled, uh, a first round game canceled, which was so unfortunate. So this year, it was smooth sailing as far as what a state tournament should be. And that was such a blessing. It was, it was beautiful to watch, just watching for 36 hours over three days inside a gym, a normal 6A through 4A, 6A and 5A state tournament. I mean, in, the, in 4A through 2A, which uh, I wasn't able to get to uh, because I was at 6A and 5A all the time. You know, from what I understand, that was the normal experience too, albeit spread over five days. So um, mm -hmm. uh, it was great that uh, everything is back to normal, pretty much. So uh, no shocker in 5A boys, Barry uh, Memorial kind of been on, you know, after what happened to them last season, it's kind of been state title or bust for them this season. They've obviously been on a roll all year. Um what, what are your thoughts on the Chargers after having won the state title? And I was really impressed with what you wrote when Bobby Allison called. Um, oh, I just went blank. What, uh, he called him arguably the best point guard, uh, Ty Frierson. I couldn't recall his name. He called him arguably, arguably the best point guard in Memorial, in Memorial history. That's kind of high praise. What, so your impressions of the Chargers? Because Memorial's had a lot of good point guards, yeah. a lot of good players. I'm in a program that's won 10 state championships. 
and every year they've had a good point guard when they won the state title. But uh, yes, um, 5A went totally to form because we, I at least I've been saying, and I think I'm probably not the only one, all year long uh, that it, there was Memorial and Dell City, and there was like a big separation between those two, with the possible exception of Carl Albert, which the defending champion, there's a big separation between those two and everybody else. Um, and it proved to be true. Um, and Carl Albert, even for defending champion, was a bit of a surprise because they only had two players with any type of really notable experience coming back on this year's team. So, uh, but um, I think that was evident in the first day of the tournament where you had three of the four quarterfinal games in 5A were decided by 30 points or more. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just such a big separation. And then in the semifinals, you had Memorial winning by 25. And uh, Dell City had a got a little bit of a battle from Carl Albert, but uh, then pulled away to win by 12. And then the championship game was just these two heavyweights that everyone had wanted to see ever since the Tournament of Champions because uh, they arguably, not just the two best teams in 5A by a big margin, but um, arguably the two best teams in any classification in the state. Uh, they went at it as a heavyweight battle. And um, this time, Memorial came out on top. Uh, Memorial, what a season they had. I mean, they were just so dominant. Except for the Dell City game in the championship uh, game of the TFC. They were just so dominant all season long. They didn't have a game their last ever since losing to Dell City. Uh, all their games are decided by at least 10 points or more. I mean, they just blitzed everybody. Um, a great example of team basketball. Uh, you had your standouts, Ty Frierson, Braden Hubbard. But um, as Coach Bobby Allison said, they really do have eight starters. I mean, they would come in top three off the bench. Jareth Ingram, 6'8", junior. He would have been starting on any other team in the state. And he comes off the bench for Memorial. And maybe the best player in the championship game was a player off the bench, played his career game, Dominic Turner. He had a plus 26 mm -hmm. rating. That was incredible. Jared Ingram was second at plus 19 in that game. You know, as good as the starters are, I mean, wow, Memorial was deep. Uh, it was a pretty incredible season, except for one half against Dell City, which was caught in the Tournament of Champions finals, which was caused somewhat due to foul trouble, but and also because Dell City's really good. But uh, an incredible season for the Memorial Chargers. The most surprising thing you saw was what? That, uh, I'll say, that uh, there were, there were, I, I guess the biggest upset, I will say the biggest upset, although we did say 6A boys was wide open coming in. I was surprised Edmund Santa Fe beat Edmund Memorial. Um, so uh, Edmund Santa Fe was quite the Cinderella story. And so that makes that the previous week we were wondering how, boy, that was not a good loss for Owasso to lose to Edmund Santa Fe. But now I can see Edmund Santa Fe won that game. So that would probably been the biggest on-court surprise. Uh, um, a big surprise in a not good way was after hearing all the doom and gloom weather forecasts 
Thursday night in from Oklahoma City, some Oklahoma City weather people that uh, we could still play the tournament uh, on time Friday. <laughs> I thought, um, well, let's just say it, it should, I mean, the snow and we got, and there was snow there, snow showers and some decent amount of snow. And you could have imagined that if this had been three weeks earlier, that this was a type of snow that uh, everything would have been canceled across the state that day. Mm -hmm. And, but there really even, but there was no need to cancel, uh, even though they really couldn't afford to cancel last week because everyone's locked in on these dates, but there was no need to cancel. The travel conditions were good, but we've seen plenty of times when, oh, if you just get a little bit of snow, even if travel conditions are good, you're calling everything off. So again, um, that was a surprise with all the some doom and gloom forecasts that we're able to get the tournament played on schedule. Uh, our colleague Bill Haston was fairly critical of the Lloyd Noble Center as a venue for a high school state tournament. Uh, what were your impressions of the Lloyd Noble Center, Barry? Uh, it's I've got mixed feelings about Lloyd Noble Center. I've never really been a fan of the Lloyd Noble Center ever since the first time. I, many, many, many years ago that I visited there. Because uh, remember when it was built, it was built soon after the Maybe Center, sort of like in response to the Maybe Center, and they wanted to be like the next Maybe Center, but even better. But uh, I remember the first time I went to the Lloyd Noble Center, I was like terribly let down <laughs> because it's not, not nearly as good as Maybe Center and is not aged as well. But uh, to me, there are a couple ways to look at it. Uh, from a, a perspective, if you're just going there for one game, following your team and just watching one game, um, I think it's a pretty lousy. Ex it's not a great experience, put it that way, just because it's Lloyd Noble Center. Um, the, the environment wasn't really great. I mean, it's just sort of blah. So I'm not really ex – it was, it was, it's okay, but you could do a lot better for a state basketball tournament experience. I mean, there's only so much you can do with Lloyd Noble Center. Um, so, but if you were there, so if, but if you're a fan or a person like me who's there all day long, I think it wears a little better um, as far as if I'm going to be there all day long, what's the concession situation going to be like? And Lloyd Noble Center concessions have the have if you're going to be there all day long, because they've got better variety, better food options than maybe Center. That would be better than maybe Center. Now it's not nearly as good as BLK Center or the Paycom Center, but uh, uh, Lloyd Noble Center is from since my last trip to the state tournament there in 2009. They've They've got better food options now than they used to have. So if you're going to be there all day, because there's not like really any food places like right next door to there, like you have at maybe center where you can walk across the street and, you know, if you want to park and be settled and be there all day. Lloyd Noble Center does have that over maybe center, but uh, maybe center has better atmosphere. Other arenas have better atmosphere. So Lloyd Noble Center, I mean, I think they did the best they could do last week, but it's, 
not a great experience. It's not a great atmosphere, I should say. It's just yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, now, how long do they have it, Barry? Three years. Three more? No, two more years. They always do. Okay, these, so this year, they always bid them out on three-year cycles. Uh, and I will okay. say the subsites, which are a big part of this, especially, yeah, on the first day this year, um, the subsites are a big part of the equation. And uh, I will say the subset I went to for five A boys at Noble, I was real. It was my first trip to Noble High School, and they they have a new arena that opened just three years ago. It was really nice. Okay. I was very impressed by it. And uh, uh, so I really liked what they um, did at, they call it the Den at Noble High School. Cool name. It's, it's, it's a very impressive facility. And um, uh, so that's a plus. I will say for Lloyd Noble Center, uh, a plus for them is the scoreboard. They did a great job operating the scoreboard there as far as like all stats were, were spot on, video board, good. And, that, that, and that was, that's, that's huge. I mean, uh, and I, that was, of course, remember a, why the Maybe Center got into problems yeah. in the first place with the Tournament of Champions and then the state tournament is because they have their new, they had a new scoreboard, a really nice board there at Maybe Center, but it wasn't, fully operational they it wasn't fully operational for the state tournaments in the tournament of champions and it's you to have a state tournament experience you need to have a really great scoreboard make it feel big time yep. so i will give lloyd noble center that and noble high school as well um video board really good so kudos to both of them in those regards so let's change gears a little bit, Barry, and go to recruiting for just a second. Uh, Bixby standout four-star recruit, uh, Parker Fredrickson. Did I say that right? Yes. Fredrickson. Uh, committed to Oklahoma State. Um, he's, you know, like I said, four-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, what do you think about that decision? Well, um, there's – I would say this about any recruit who commits as a junior at this time. Uh, there's a long way between now and November. So, right. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great, that would be a great get for OSU. Uh, Parker's got, uh, he's got a lot of ability and I can see him having a lot of college success. Although it is hard to totally evaluate him now just because, uh, especially this year on his team, he didn't have much help. <laughs> and so he's playing on a team that's not winning a lot. And, but he is really good, and uh, if um, he winds up at OSU, that's going to be a great addition. That's going to be a really great addition for OSU. So, but as I say to everybody, I think half the people who commit at this time of the year, whether it be football, basketball, no matter who it is, uh, they don't wind up where they commit. Of course, we've seen these days people when they sign don't necessarily wind up where they sign with. And so we'll see, but uh, Parker Fredrickson, very nice talent. Let's talk about all world for a second, Mary. So now that the winter sports are over and we kind of turn our attention to spring, 
do we have uh, an ETA on when we're going to publish all world teams for boys basketball, girls basketball, swimming, and wrestling? Probably look forward around mid-April. Okay. Um, so that's something to look forward to. And um, also, we'll be keeping you advised when to when the specific dates will be. So um, it takes us a, uh, a bit of time after that because this is spring break week, so we can't get right to the coaches and start working on this really or because um, it is spring break week and we want to give coaches a time off too. And um, so look forward in mid-April. And we also want to encourage all coaches as we start our spring sports coverage, well, we've already started it to some extent, that um, call in your scores. We're not getting many call-ins so far from baseball coaches or any soccer, any of the spring sports. So give us a call or send us an email with your score or scoring summary. You can email us at sports at tulsaworld.com. That's sports at tulsaworld.com. Dot com. Call it in at 918-581-8355. And or if you've got any questions about that or what you need to do about that, send me an email at barry.lewis at tulsaworld.com. And because uh, we want to publicize your team's results. A uh, couple schools are doing really well. And um, so uh, there's no reason why everyone else can't be doing well on this and help us help you. Well, Barry, what else is on your mind? Is that Well, um, it was a really fun week of high school basketball. Long week, but a fun week of high school basketball. But um, I guess uh, one thing that sticks with me, and I'll preface this by saying it was a fun, exciting season of, of high school basketball. Not so much college basketball around here, but uh, high school basketball. Um, and but it was sort of last week was sort of uh, all the Memorial did great. And congratulations again to the Chargers. It was collectively for Tulsa area teams, a bit of a fizzle at the end of the year. As far as what we thought a month or two ago mm -hmm. could be accomplished as far as winning state championships or getting the state championship games for Tulsa area schools. Um, I thought we expected in 6A boys to have more than two teams at the state tournament. And I think that Booker T and Jenks definitely going into the state tournament thought that one of them would get to the championship game and it didn't happen. As it turned out, um, the losses to Edmund North that they both suffered um, weren't quite as horrible as I thought at the time. Uh, because in the North is really, I underrated them all year long. They've got one of the best players in the state, Dylan Warlick, mm -hmm. great coach, Scott Norris, who was longtime coach at Coweta. Uh, and so they're really, they're really, really good. Uh, but I think it was realistic that either Booker T or Jenks, especially the way they went into the state tournament was going to do something at the state tournament. Didn't happen. Six, a girls, Bixby, so close to a state title, had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, give Edmund North credit for the comeback, but it was just so close for Bixby. I, I think they've got a great team. I was one of the few people, I think, picking Bixby to win um, the 6A girls' state title because Edmund North was pretty much the favorite. But um, 
so when you think of the 10 state championship games that were played last week, Tulsa area teams are only in three of them. Mm-hmm. So you had, uh, besides those two that we mentioned, uh, besides Memorial boys and Bixby girls, victory Christian boys in 4A coming through the area losers bracket. They came into this postseason rank second and they uh, achieved that. So they met expectations, but they again were so close to winning a state title. So collectively it was, it was not a great week. Just as last year, we could say the same thing. It was not a great week for uh Tulsa area schools collectively with, you know, the one, you know, an exception of Memorial boys. Yep. So that's, uh, yep. um, but that's, that's the state tournament. <laughs> you know, it's all about matchups and, and making the plays. So. Yep. All right, Barry, we'll leave it there for this week. Appreciate the knowledge as always. And uh, we'll catch up again next week. All right. Sounds good, Patrick.